All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is Tom here, Tennis of Melbourne Convo, City of Love, and on the other side, I have Daniel. Daniel, you want to say hello to our fifty million friends? Hello, uh, thanks, Tom, for having me as well. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a few days ago, you like, hey, if you want to convo, I'm you, you ready to step up. So, can I ask how many or how many convos have you heard recently uh, from the 200 plus convos I've done? I've heard a few. I listened to two mm-hmm. probably a few days ago. Um, that's when I kind of contacted you. Right. Okay. Okay. So if if I if I have to say to you that obviously, okay, so let's go way back. You, for first time I saw you, maybe you were 13, 14, and at Dendy Park, um, you're hitting the ball very clean. You go deep in the draw. Uh, so where, whereabouts are you now at tennis? Are you competing or are you sort of just playing, uh, hitting or are you sort of training for 2021? I'm still sort of playing, um, just because I'm going into, cause I just finished year 12 this mm-hmm. year. Yep. So I'm going to go to uni next year. Uh, so I might be focusing a bit more on studies the following year, but I'll still try to be competing out there and still playing tennis. So no college? Uh, no, no college. No, I'm not going to college. No. Uh, me and my parents have decided that I'll be staying in Australia next year. Mm-hmm. So didn't think about you know doing SAT or didn't get any offers or you just want to stay here in Melbourne? Uh, I didn't get any offers. I didn't take the SAT. I was thinking about going to college mm-hmm. and um, looking at options and everything like that. But at the end, we decided to stay. Uh, I'll stay here. Okay. Okay, cool. Now... Um, so you're gonna you're gonna decide to stay here. Um, are you gonna consider to play some AMT Platinums or AR ranking to get some, or even UTRs to get to you know take a step towards pro? Yeah, I'll, I'll be looking at tournaments. Um, see, you know how I go in those as well. Just really depends. Mm-hmm. We'll be coming up. Um, what sort of tournaments as well? So yeah, I'll definitely be playing. You know those kind of tournaments. Okay. Um, yeah, just really depends. You know the timing. Um, what kind of tournaments and, you know, if I'm available on that as well. All right. So you, you, you're now just coming off sort of a junior tennis. Um, if you can give yourself one tip in your junior days, what would it be? Uh, that tennis, I would say, is about staying mental because, you know, everyone can hit a proper ball. Everyone's, you know, strong. You know, everyone has their own style develops. It's just... Being able to outsmart your opponent, know what kind of shots you'll be playing, decision making, you know, doing the right things at certain times, know what to do under pressure. It's just a lot of things that are just mental in tennis that, you know, mm-hmm. you probably don't even know when you're a junior. So it's really important, I think, to learn, you know, how mentally tough tennis is. Did you did you think in some way, I mean, not not saying you are, but in some way, junior tennis in general and if you want to put yourself in that shoe by all means is that players tend to look at ranking too closely yes um i did when i was younger i did look at the rankings a fair bit but i try not to let me let it affect me uh, too much mm-hmm. just um it does when, when if you're higher ranked you might get the opportunities just because you know you might be seated you might get better confidence but that's pretty much all that you get you just, from rankings, really, at juniors, it doesn't mean much until, you know, you're an adult mm-hmm. because, you know, I could be number one in Australia when, you know, I was 10, 11, or, you know, number one in Victoria. 
um, and then you know, and then do nothing when I'm an adult. So um, I think it just really kind of matters later, you know, mm. where it's more what you want to achieve, not your presence ranking when you're 12. Because when you're 12, you know, kids that might be number one in a show under 12, you know, five years ago probably don't play tennis now or, mm. you know, <laughs> something, but it's just... That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. Um, yeah so tennis is a marathon. Um, un- unfortunately, sometimes we get stuck into rankings too much. So yeah. um, tennis of Melbourne is about appreciation. And uh, who are some of the people you wanted to thank? You can drop his or her names or their names by any means. So yeah. So Daniel, take it away. Yeah, massively, my parents. I mean, my parents have been there since day one. Supported me every time. Took me to training their own back. You know, fed me. You know, got me prepared, you know, been through that through the tough and good times, you know, child with me. They, they were just there with me every single step of the way. So the thing I want to really appreciate the most is definitely my parents and, you know, my family as well for the support. Mm-hmm. Uh, the coaches, you know, every coach that I have now, right now with uh, Michael Lugazio. Oh, Michael um, Lugazio, yep. Mm-hmm. I want to thank him as well for, you know, trying to help me improve my game, you know, reach the next level. Um, my fitness coach who's been with me, uh, Ryan Patterson, who's been with me, you know, since I was about 11. Um, you know, all the other coaches I had in the past as well, you know, that got me to this level, which I'm also grateful for. Um, and, you know, tournament organizers and that to help me to get, you know, talk, match play, see where I'm at, see what I have to improve on. It's just... There's not, it's never ending list of who I appreciate. There's, um, there's so many people. Okay. You know, help me out in tennis. All right, all right. I'm gonna put this in a. Uh, uh, I give you. I'm gonna give you a curveball, and it, it, this, in some way, could be sensitive. But you don't have to bring names. Um, but I, I recommend you don't. You said you had many, not many, but you had different coaches, right? Yeah. How do you know each coach is gonna give you the best for your game at that time? What are some of the questions you asked or your parents asked? How can they see me improve? Where, In which areas do you think mm-hmm. they can improve me to reach that next level? And what kind of training will we be doing? I think that might be probably important because, you know, you will always want to be a level better. You never want to be stuck on the same level. You always want to go about, you know, get better and better. So you want to ask your coach, Maybe what might be better, uh, how that you can improve, and if they think that, you know, if they can help me improve as well. All right. Let me, let me give you another deep one. Are you comfortable if a coach, doesn't matter who and doesn't matter when, and says, hey, Daniel, um, the reason why you're still stuck in this level of tennis is because your serving is not right. Your placement, you know, big points, you, you always get fault or, or or your footwork is not strong enough or this and that. Are you comfortable for coach or coaches tell you exactly what you don't want to hear? I think in tennis, it might be probably the best thing because you don't want to be always, you know, oh, you're doing this well, your form is amazing, you've got great footwork or that. You want to know what's wrong because... What's wrong is what's holding you back. So if you can improve on the things that aren't working, you don't feel comfortable with, or, you know, you're, you're just a weakness. Um, so if they tell you that, mm-hmm. you have to take that, you know, oh, okay, if I improve on this and we get this better, 
my overall game will be better and, you know, I can become a better player from that. So I think, you know, this kind of things will help you improve. You have to take it the right way and, you know, go out there and improve it. How long would you allow to see some significant progress? Let's say, for example, uh, a coach may say, hey, your forehand, you're not, you're not spin, you know, for your game, you need to put more spin. And we, are you happy? And then it is including tournaments. Are you, are you happy for three months, six months, or even one year to really see the difference? Or are you, do you prefer to see something like something improved straight away? Uh, it also depends what you're improving. Yep. So yep. You know, the spin you want it could be maybe faster because that's more technical. So you know that could be straight away much fewer spin if there's a major change. Mm-hmm. If there's a minor change, it might take a few months. Yep. Um, you know, footwork that might take a few months as well because your body has to memorize yep. the movements. Mm-hmm. Um, strength might take it could strength could take a few years because your body's always developing. So mm-hmm. um, it really depends. But you always want to see gradual improvements. So if you don't see gradual improvements, you know, in a few months, then there's something that might you might not be doing right, or you know, or mm-hmm. it's not working. That things you might have to change it up. So you always want to see gradual improvements. You might not improve straight away, but if you can feel gradual improvements over time, then um, you, think you might be doing the right thing, or you know, it's working. So all yeah. right. Well, that means you mentioned that improvements. Obviously, you've gone through that. At the start of this, let's say, a new program or a new coach, in the transition, how do you deal with frustration or how do you work with change? Change, I just try to adapt as fast as possible. So whatever my coach says, mm-hmm. uh, don't take and guess, just do what your coach says. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you have a coach because he wants to teach you and, um, be the best way you can. So you have to have absolute trust in everything mm-hmm. that your coach says. So if you put into, uh, if you take everything your coach says and work on it, then it's a lot easier to change than, you know, saying he might tell you something that you want to improve on, but you don't feel as confident doing it. But then, you know, you go half harder, then it's just a lot tougher to get that change and, mm-hmm. you know, gain better because you're not going. F- Hundred percent committing to it, then it won't. It's much harder to change. Okay, w- would you allow your coach open for communication? Let's say, all right, let's say footwork for example, and he or she may say, all right, let's do this and this and this, that and then that, and then you go, can I ask where where does this where is your decision coming from, and will, will it become a, a two way communication, and then we. We, we filter down to maybe this type of program because you have some input, he or she has some input, and put it down together, and then you got that program for the next two three months during your training. Do you do you make some inputs in in in, in I guess in the sort of credibility or trust with your coach? Uh, yes, definitely because you you know your coach gives you program, you have to stick to it, mm-hmm. communicate if it's you know how you're feeling. If it's working, um, you know, if your body's not too tired, if you're okay with it, um, yes, yeah, programs are important because you need, it's like a, program's like a short-term goal. If you want communication, it's also key, so your coach knows exactly how it's um, working out. So it's a lot, it's a lot of aspects where you have to work on there. So it's, um, you know, short-term goal, what you want to achieve. 
Mm. Um, then the communication. So your coach knows exactly where you are because your coach is not with you 24-7. Right. Unless you're, you're a pro. So you might see him once or twice, maybe more a week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of communication between you and your coach is really important just so you know this, how your week's been, what's improved, and um, how the program's going or anything, you know. And um, this is working as well. So, Okay. Um, let, let's go, go into some reality cut here. Uh, last time I checked, you are not, you are not height of Ivar Karlovic. You are not, you know, Tsitsipas. Now we know that Diego Schwartzman has changed, they're not changed the game, but putting some, you know, smaller player and then bl- allowing players, you know, uh, to, to actually reach top 20, even top 10, you know. Is that something yeah. that you look into? Go, all right. If Diego, if Diego can do it, how? What part of my game should really improve in order to, you know, go take take yourself to the next level? Is that something you look into and go, all right, this? Or, or do you simply love, you know, players like Federer and then just play play like Federer? Or you know, what were the some of the, because now the landscape of the game has changed. You know, like younger players are coming up. You know, Yannick Sinner. You know, you name it. So, what are some of the changes you do with your game, knowing that they are they are a spot for for smaller players like you? Um, I think you know if you're seeing young players, young, uh, smaller players playing on tour, it does mm-hmm. help you. I think okay, if you can do it, I can do it mm-hmm. because I'm not a tour as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, it does make you happy a bit as well because you know it's possible. Yep. Um, and you know, every player is different. So if you Look at Schwartzman and maybe another small player. Not everyone has the same style. So what you want to probably do is just like take, you know, okay, he's not as tall. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he does well at the back. So might improve on the back. But not everything he does you have to apply because you might have a different style than he does. That's right. So you want to take the things that you think, okay, I can improve on this. I'll put that in my game. Then, um, you know, it will work for me. And that's good, but probably not the whole game because, you know, you don't have the same style. You might not have the same strength or, you know, you might not be as fast as him. So you just want to take the things that you feel are the best for you. you watch them play, learn and uh, play to the game. And then not everything, though, because then you change your whole game and it might not suit you and might not be the best thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Uh, if you, if you don't mind me asking, um, for 2021, what are the, some of the little mini goals that you like to achieve? Not ranking, not your game style, but just your technique and that little one percentage that you like, you're happy to share. Yeah, um, I definitely want to, you know, go up a level, sir. Future will be tough because, you know, the ITS, um, aren't playing at the moment, the futures. Yep. So uh, probably getting, you know, good runs and partner AMTs or, you know, winning some AMTs, just um, see some improvements in results and game mm-hmm. for next year. So, you know, that gradual improvement. So, you you know, you're going up and hopefully reach that next level or that level you want to reach by yeah. that year. Ah, okay. So... Just a simple progress, just like you want you want to move up. Let's say I don't know, MT Platinum semi final or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. just you don't want it. Uh, you just want one probably simple plan, just to focus on 
especially from the year we have right now, it's much tougher to know what's going to happen in the next year or in a few years to come. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Now, um, I got to say that um, tennis is not not only tough. All right, in a sense that you know, in Melbourne we are very competitive. Now, in, in in your experience and opinion, what would be some of the things that hinders you and stops you from, I guess, m- moving upwards? Like, I mean, you you have been a very consistent, you know, in in your juniors. You always, you know, right up there, whether it's Dendi Park or whatever the the state champion, all that. You're very consistent. Now, we all know that juniors going to pros or or the adult open level. You know, it's 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 difficult. It, it's a big jump. And even some players, you know, will just give up tennis because they're not seeing results. What do you think some of the things that hinders you that you're going to start doubting yourself? And and I don't want to get all too negative, uh, too negative, but, you know, that's the reality. You, you there, there will be some fear and some dark, dark spots that is going to sort of draw into you and goes, you know what, you're not good enough. What are some of the things that it's going to hinder you, you think? any improvements just mm-hmm. um, you know the same things happening over and over again mm-hmm. um, you might be trained as high as you can you know get the best training but just the results or you know your match play it's just um, not going anywhere mm-hmm. um, and the thing is you have to realize it yourself you know okay it's not working um, you know I might have to stop because I might not reach that level and you know you don't want to be playing kind of at what 24 25 and just be you know you're playing AMTs, going full time when yeah. you know you could be could have done some studies, uni mm-hmm. or something like that. Where you know you don't want to be stuck. You want to always you know be moving up a bit and see you know yourself. Okay, I could be playing ATP level the way I'm playing right now. You know, in a few you know two years, three years, or you know it could be next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have to realize it yourself. It's not, no one will tell you you know oh you should stop you're not going to make it because if you don't think it, you're always going to be trying. So you have to realize that yourself mm. and go, yeah, I'm just probably not just not good enough. I'm good. But to you know, reach, you know, be the top, I'll probably, my game's not there. And um, it's, it's tough. It's always tough to realize, you know, I might not make it because you've been training. I've been training, you know, from a very young age and, um, you know, realizing that you have to stop. Yeah, stuff, but it couldn't be you know a decision that you have to make, and um, it could be a good decision because you never know what the future holds. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, like um, if I go to uni, I want to study physio, like you. Done. <laughs> and, uh, you didn't tell me that you're gonna study. Yeah. All right, okay, keep going. Yeah, you know, and still be involved in sport. You know, be involved in the things you love. You know, mm-hmm. just because something ends doesn't mean. Not a thing can, you know, be a good thing. Right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe you're, you're studying. All right. Well, anyway, so as a sports trainer, there's, there's a slight difference between doing physio and in sports trainer, but that's another story for another time. But um, I'm glad that, you know, people like you actually look up to me now. Without without giving too much details, not just from my my professionalism, but um, I do see you quite a bit at the tournament. <laughs> and... Um, how is your body holding up with all the, you know, with all the lockdown training and all that stuff? Are you are you conditioning yourself? Are you sleeping well? Are you stretching well? And um, like, how how are you coping with your whole your your body progressing in in the I guess in the tougher conditions? 
Um, lockdown for me was okay because um, I got you know soccer. I feel really close. So I could be. I wake up every morning, you know, really early. Uh, go there, do my fitness always before breakfast. I do it for an hour, or hour and a half. Wow. Come back, eat some breakfast. Then I've got a public court, which is about, you know, two k's away. So I've got to do serves, ball machine, mm-hmm. or someone that's from a five kilometer radius close and hit with him as well. So mm-hmm. I was able to have a lot of training during lockdown. So I was really lucky to be doing stuff during lockdown. Right. Um, and be training. So didn't have too much, um, yeah. But I also got to you know focus on other stuff, some more strength, core, stretching, because I had more time. Because I'm, you know, indoor can't go anywhere much, yep. so a lot more body as well. Work on the body, um, get tennis ready, mm. um, and you know, mental as well. So starting tennis matches, how to play. Um, tactics and you know everything you need to learn so right yeah you always have to kind of adjust a little things you know work on things that you can you know with the facilities you have alright I never ask anyone this question but I'm, I'm going to ask you because it sounds like you really really dedicate your 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 time and effort into tennis um, how do you balance your social life uh, outside tennis, I'm talking non-tennis people. It just do you do you play board games? Do you go for a, a bike ride? Do you play Call of Duty? Do you do anything and everything outside to keep your mind clear and away from tennis? Uh, school, school, <laughs> okay, it's school. Um, a few video games. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been, I've been watching a you know fair few TV shows. Yeah. Um, yeah, just kind of those things, just more basic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't go out much. Um, I'm more of an introvert, so I like to be indoors, um, you know, locked up a bit. So just um, that, uh, yeah, just video games, kind of video games, um, yeah, and watching stuff. Right. More of the things that I do. Okay, okay. All right. So um, if I remember correctly, you are... Uh you're Czech, Paveska, Czech, yeah. yes. Do you speak, yeah. uh, this is a, a, a kind of a new transition here. <laughs> so do yeah. you speak another language at home? Yeah, I speak, I speak Czech, yeah, fluently, yeah. Fluently, okay. So yeah. um, for those who don't know, Tennis of Melbourne, I've done, well, I, I, we have some sort of segments about diversity. So I know I'm giving, I'm not giving you any preparation for this. And this is what's so fun about it. Okay, so it's kind of a, f- a fun flow, kind of a free sort of a convo. So um, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself. I'm going to ask you to say why you love tennis. And I'm going to ask you um, what would you like, you know, in the future, a few years of, of tennis. All right. All in one yeah. go. And you're going to say it in Czech. So you got about 40 seconds, 30, 40 seconds to sort of explain yourself Everything in Czech. Okay. okay. So I have to say my name and my yeah, tennis, everything. Right? Every all the questions I ask you, you just put it all together in one in one rally, or in Czech. Okay. All right. Here okay. we go. Daniel, Daniel Paveska, Czech. Time. To, what do you call it? Uh, um, Czech mate. <laughs> all righty, Daniel. Take it away. 
Dobrý den, moje jméno je Daniel Pavecka, já hraju tenis, hraju tenis od 5 let, teďko jim 18 a požádám hraju tenis. A mě to hodně baví, já hraju v Melbourne, Austrálii, moji rodiče, taky moji česky, a my jedeme do Čech skoro každý rok, tam mám rodinu. Mně se líbí taky v Čechách i v Austrálii, mě se líbí tady, žijí tady v Austrálii a Pozdravit vždycky rodinu v Čechách. Mluvím česky, jak vidíte, a anglicky a dělám školu v angličtině. Wow. <laughs> like, if, if, if you say that to me, I, it, will be half of me, it will be half of me to think that you can speak English fluently. It's... Oh, no, I'll speak more in general. Yeah, oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, so, um, Wow. You know, look, I've I've had Armenian, I have Romanian, I have Italian, I have Greek, I had uh, Chinese, I had uh, I had all sorts of things on my combo. So it's uh, it's really good to have that tennis. Actually, is a is a global sport in the sense that we can all in in one city. So now I've got Czech in the Czech, yeah. <laughs> and now I can check to my Czech. <laughs> right. Okay. That's so you know, you get all these different cultures, different yeah. languages. You know. That's right. That's right. I'm. I'm just look. I'm just super lucky to be some guy who who now has a platform to have all the values and then the stories between my years. And um, so everywhere I go, I just sort of have a, a good uh, understanding about just about a lot about tennis in general. So, all right. So now, if I can, let's do another serve because uh, you you mentioned about coaching or coaches early on. I should have put that you know then, but um, about about coaching. About coaching, um, in your experience and opinion, what would be one difference between a good coach and a great coach? Okay, um, seeing a good coach is someone that, you know, when you come there, he'll teach you just uh, more like good uh, things that, you know, make a good tennis player, but uh-huh. won't be... I think too involved, you know, in improvements. Um, who just tell you how to improve and work on that. But outside of the lesson, you won't be too involved. A great coach will always be asking, you know, how was your week? What do you want to improve on? Um, and he'll give you things to work on when you're gone. Um, you know, a lot, lot of stuff off the court as well. You know, so. You know, you might be going overseas. Um, you might call him just for help, and mm-hmm. he'll help you out. So, um, it's more kind of the things that don't happen on court. It's more things how he wants to be involved and help you improve. I think that's more of the biggest thing of coach that makes him, you know, a great coach. Hmm. Wow. If you, I know this is too early to call, but if you one day you are going to be a coach. Are you going to be like, what kind of style of coach do you think you'll be if you're going to become a coach one day? I want to be a coach that really encourages my player. Um, you know, and re- I really want to be involved and help mm-hmm. the player improve art because um, I think coaching is the main reason is you want to see your player improve. You want to see your player, you know, win tournaments. Um, so, if I want to be, I want to help him 100%, you know, really focus on the things he wants to 
work on, um, you know, give him feedback a lot, see what he um, needs to tell him, what's he improve on, mm-hmm. um, give him things that he needs to work on off court as well. Um, when, you know, coaching at the moment, uh, if I'll be coaching, then just, you know, fully focus on everything he wants to work on and what will make him, you know, a better player every time. Right. Right. Okay. Now, uh, I think we, we, we haven't touched on the parent side of tennis. Now, uh, in your experience, uh, what would you say, if you can give one tip to tennis parents in Australia, what would it be? Uh, tough one, because yeah, it's a because <laughs> tennis is such a hard sport and for parents as well that you know want to be involved because it's such a mental game, even for parents, because when you watch, you know, you want to see you, you know, your child win. So I'm just, I uh, will say, you know, have fun with, uh, you know, enjoy it, really enjoy it, even if you win or lose, just be happy, you know, so your son or daughter will is playing, you know, sport, uh, moving, having fun. It's, yeah, really um, enjoy it. And, um, you know, it's good that you'll be in, it's good that you're involved as well. So, mm. yes, it's okay. a tough one. But I know yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> there's, there's so many things, yeah. Yeah, these two questions are the most common or literally happen in probably about 99% of the convo. It's simply because, um, you know, we're now in the 2020 where everything resets. And I just thought, you know, to share these kind of values and ideas from from everyone would help everyone and um yeah so so glad that you you have a very uh decent and also pretty reasonable um answers you know so for all the listeners yes so just uh yeah take take some notes <laughs> all righty uh to finish it off with something light uh just about daniel um just maybe not so much about tennis but um daniel do you do you play other or follow other sports um well i like to play soccer mm-hmm. well you know, that I've picked up, you know, in the last year, I've been playing a bit more. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I'm a massive soccer fan. Okay. So Who do you go for? What's that? Who do you go for? Uh, well, which league? I got a lot of, oh. a lot of clubs to go for. All right, well, EPL, who do you have? EPL? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Chelsea. I'm a Chelsea fan. All right. Uh, what other teams? Real Madrid? Uh, no, Barcelona. And Barcelona. La Liga. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so Chelsea, Barcelona, and who else? Well, if I have it, it's like Slavia Prague, my first, Chelsea, Barcelona, AC Milan, mm-hmm. Borussia Dortmund, FC Porto, Pestitas, yep. LA Galaxy, Melbourne Victory, mm-hmm. um, CSK Moscow, Copenhagen. Um, wow. There's, there's more as well I can't think of at the moment, but yeah. And I, I'm, I'm guessing that you play a lot of uh, FIFA. Uh, I do play it, but just don't play it too much. Like, okay. uh, just pick it up here and there, maybe like three or f- uh, f- two or three times a week. Right. Play it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh. And you, um, yeah. So, any, so if I have to ask you one question, this is a hard one, probably hardest of all. Who is greater, Ronaldo or Messi? It's a tough one. Um, I respect them both. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of both, but yeah. 
for me, the goats would be Lionel Messi. Yeah. Just because of his personal achievements, that 2012 season where he scored 91 goals oh. in one season is unbelievable. I mean, I can't believe anyone scored that many goals in the calendar of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, the Ballon d'Or he has, what he's achieved with Barcelona. Um, you know, Ronaldo's done amazing as well, but, um, you know, Ronaldo is, I thought he became more of a star later on in his career, so maybe around 23, 24. Messi kind of started at 21 as well, so Messi really came out a lot earlier than Ronaldo did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so if I can, if you if you're gonna have a a, a dinner tonight, right? And you go, you, yeah. so it's a tenner. So you and then three other athlete, all right? Three other athletes. Yeah. Any sport, past okay. or present. So you're gonna have a dinner, and and um, you're gonna have three athlete, past or present, as well as any sport. Who are they going to be? Three athletes. Okay. Um. Probably have. Frank Frank Lampard, mm-hmm. Rafael Nadal, and Yarmir um, Yager, Czech hockey player. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, out of the three, who's going to sit across you, like directly in front of you? I'll probably have Lampard. Oh, okay. It's funny you didn't have any tennis players. Uh, Rafa. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. That is so embarrassing. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, my bad. Rafa. Okay. So Ra- Rafa is yeah. not sitting in front of you. Nah, uh, um, it's kind of tough to talk with Rafa because yeah. of his accent. I think he might not understand. 100%. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Look, Daniel. Uh, this is our first set. All right, of our convo. Uh, love to. Oh, thank you for reaching out to me um, to have the convo. It sounds like you do have a lot of things you wanted to share, so I'm giving you this platform. And I think that I myself learned something about you as well. I don't think that, although you see me quite a bit um, during tournaments, but um, it we don't really actually sit down and talk. And then now, knowing you for last, I guess what four or five years, and now you are all big man now. And you know, have you got your peas yet? Uh, no, not yet. Okay. Well, about all right. 15 miles to go. Yeah. All right. Well, you, you'll get onto it. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, you know, time flies. You know, I'd seen you growing up and I think last time I saw you actually play was Caroline Spring, end of 2019 at uh, AMT Platinum. Um, you, you, you got some decent decent rallies. Um, but yeah, I hope nothing but the best for you for 2021 with all the tournaments. Uh, for everyone else uh, listening, uh, thank you for listening on Spotify and CastBox now. And um yeah, my name is Tom. And lastly, Daniel, you want to say anything else and then say goodbye to our listeners? Yeah, thanks, Tom, for having me. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thanks. Okay. Thank okay. Nice and simple. All right, guys. Until next time, uh, make sure you follow our socials on you know, Tennis of Melbourne on Instagram. And don't forget to follow Daniel Paveska. I think, I think Daniel, he... At one stage, you were trying to do some sort of a trivia for everyone, and then you sort of stopped. Yeah. And then, but yeah, feel free to follow Daniel and uh, see how his progress is tennis. So that's it for now. Um, uh, thank you guys for listening, <laughs> and uh, bye bye. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks.